Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and After Mash. Third time's a charm, I'm telling you. This time the recording's going to And I'm Gloria Ackerman. And this is our first episode of Aftermash. And so, um... It is Whiskey and Aftermash. Whiskey and Aftermash. I'm sorry, you're right. However, um, as I told Laura earlier today when we were driving home from the baptism, uh, I think I might need to change from whiskey to something stronger. <laughs> uh, if the episodes stay like this. Um, there's... There's a lot going on. Oh, like, I don't know if they just God. want to get everything in so you I, know it. I I have not seen episode two, so... Yeah, this hopefully is... Hopefully, it's just the first episode they wanted to get oof. everything in. Yeah, and, um, I've got to tell you, folks, I'm, I'm going to link off to the IMDB page for this because our faithful wiki does not have the first episode of Aftermash. <laughs> Um, you can find it out on YouTube. I'll put the link out there for that. We didn't record last week because we watched, pardon me, that version of this on our 4K TV, and it was rough. <laughs> um, it was, yeah. Well, so, with all the stuff going on with the writers and then having the video... Which was not great. Not great. I'm and sure the sound a, actually was not great. I'm sure on a smaller screen it would be better. Uh, we ended up. I, I ended up priority shipping, uh, and I'll put this link out there too. Uh, a DVD version of the series, and it, it's a five disc set with two extra discs, including apparently a pilot for another series. No, oh. Walter. Really. So you can imagine, yeah. That's out there. Oh. But from what I can tell, Aftermash only ran a season and a half. And um, unless it gets significantly better quickly, I can understand why. Because like you said, it just... Oh, it crammed so much in. It was a little harsh. I, I don't think I can do two of these a week. Now, also, I don't think we would want to because unlike MASH, which is syndicated... And you can find it anywhere. I mean, you're always watching it on um, TV Land? TV or? Land and whatever Channel 9 is. Yeah. Um, w, is it WGN? Or I don't know. Don't. I, guess <laughs> I um, just love to watch it. So. But MASH is always on. Mm -hmm. To find after MASH was hard. I mean... But I, there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. It didn't, it didn't last long. It didn't make it to that magic 100 number for syndication. Um, the... You know who we have: Larry Gelbhart, we have Burt Metcalf. So the some of the production people are the same. Were the same, and then you obviously have uh, uh, Harry Morgan, yeah, Harry Morgan, Jamie Farr, William Christopher, uh, Rosalind Cho, yep, Sun Lee, Klinger, and then you know various other people. Although Sun Lee doesn't have very many speaking parts, not yet. Okay, I hope I'm that hoping, gets better, because yeah. right now, seriously, it's... Yeah. Oh, I hope so. But, um, you know, this, this picks up after, like, weeks, months after. And, um, I'll, I'll say the first, like, 
10-15 minutes are exactly what I expected for Colonel Potter for yeah. his after war life what it would be okay. like having um, a hard time adjusting mm-hmm. did his gardening did his <laughs> because like in in the last episode you know he was talking about how he's just going to go home and be Mr. Potter and maybe have a shingle that says uh, the doctor isn't on the front and gone fishing on the back that's basically what he does he says that he um gets some space from an old friend to start seeing some patients again and so he's kind of doing that part-time but then very quickly both he and uh mildred figure out that that's not enough that he's just which i can get you know he ran a mash yeah like that was constant Mm -hmm. 24 7 yeah bj Okay, Winchester. You know, you go from that to a calm world. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, even for me, I get home from work or get done with work. And it's like, I need, oftentimes I want to find something else to do. You know, I find things around the house that need to be fixed. Mm -hmm. My desk is messy, but it's like everything is fixed because I, I want to make sure everything's in working Let's see, order. see, my bike is now fixed. You could live here a couple more weeks because <laughs> my, my plumbing is oh. now fixed. Thank you very much because <laughs> these are all things that yeah, my husband doesn't do. <laughs> it's like, I'm I'm ready to fix this for you. I didn't even ask. But yeah, it's, uh, it's I, that sort of I thing. appreciate it 110%. <laughs> But so I get it. I get why he wants to stay busy. And I think, you know, Mildred having been with Sherman this long, and that's, by the way, a very weird statement to not be saying Colonel Potter, but he's not in uniform. Right. For all intents and purposes, Sherman T. Potter is a civilian, even though he ends up, well, we'll talk about that. He's a civilian. He's Sherman. Mm -hmm. He's not Colonel Potter anymore. But, um, you know, what does Mildred suggest for him? To go back to work in a hospital. Because mm-hmm. that's what he loves. Like, he tried to just hang up his shingle. But, like, patients are pretty... Like, one-on-one patients, that's a different way of being a doctor than mm. than a hospital. Yeah, and, and specifically a MASH. Because, like, there, you know, what was the process? We saw it almost every episode in MASH. It was... Triage surgery post-op ship them out right so basically they have no choice but to see you because if they don't they die but back home i have a headache i have woman (laughs) problems i have no wait a minute i i have that quote here so okay he sees this guy albert the pains in your chest are in your head your constipation is also in your head, as well as your muscle spasms and psychos and psychos psychosomatic. No, it's uh, sciatica. Oh, sciatica. All your problems are in your head. Now, if you're not just here for the company and you really want my professional opinion, I suggest we amputate. <laughs> His bedside manner when dealing with people who are just like. Doc, I think I think there's something wrong with with um this. I ne- I have woman problems and I want to do a patch smear. So get undressed and I'll be right back in. Well, I would like a nurse, which is a very 
Yeah, no. Good they, request. No, and I, I still like how this was still a reflection of the times, I think. Because, mm-hmm. like you, I agree with you where having a nurse, when it's a male doctor and you're a female patient, having a nurse present isn't a bad idea. However, this was the 1950s. Potter was used to the army. And so, and also, he said, the first time I saw you without any clothes on, you still had an umbilical cord attached to you. He went back to his home, to, to this town where he had doctored. Right. So I get his point. But yeah, he like he says, his bedside manner is not there because I think it goes back to the last patients he's been seeing for the last year and a half, Hurry two up. years. Get him in, get him out. They don't have a choice. It's like, Doc, you saved my life. Thank you. And they don't care. Yeah, exactly. But, um, so yeah. These were people with other issues than just physical. They may have had a sore toe. Yeah. You know. But it wasn't something. That's a very astute observation. I think it's reflected in one of the first, um, patients he encounters at General General. The VA hot, yeah, that which by another, the way, that alone is annoying. General General, <laughs> where he meets a member of his old World War One cavalry unit who's still in the hospital. Anyway, I'm sure he'll be a gaff the whole series, which I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Um, by the way. I'm going to take a tangent here because I have a feeling the series will a lot as well. Um, <laughs> so I don't mind doing it. Um, I hope it gets better, but it only lasted a season and a half, so, you know. Um, <laughs> the, the, the fact that we have this guy from World War One who's just always there and such, um, it's like, I don't know if you're trying to overreach or what. I think they were trying to make some sort of point that the VA hospital, because there's another guy coming in for something that's going to happen next (laughs) Thursday, and he's already in the hospital. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't get it. Like, I think they were trying to make some sort of point, and it's probably something from the 70s that doesn't relate anymore, but... Oh, no. Um, Like, we used to be in the hospital a lot more than they are now. You know what, though? I I have a, a college roommate... A Marine. I won't say former Marine because I know that that, that's wrong. Um, But when he would try and get to the VA, (laughs) mm -mm. it's it's as poorly managed now as it was then. Um, But it's interesting. I mean, you hear horror stories about the VA, but I don't really know any personally. I, I know one. Where he oh. was he was going through PTSD, which was this guy, right? One of his okay. first patients. That's where I was going with this. I was just talking until oh, I got back okay. to the point. <laughs> uh, the private who went up Hill what? 432. Yes. Where Potter said, for every five that went up, yep, one came down. And this kid, hearing about Potter from Korea at a mash, just snapped. He thought he was... Making him go back. Yeah. And um, from your comment, you know, I think I think it's indicative uh, of them still trying to make points. 
you know, salient points about the effects of this, of war, that sort of thing. Because, you know, they, they were um, in Potter when he's writing to Klinger, which he does in this episode. He's talking about how at General General they have veterans from World War One, like his old uh, squad mate, uh, veterans from World War Two from the Korean conflict. We see reflected in Klinger's interlude with the judge where he was uh, in jail, brought up on charges. He's talking to the judge and making his case. And he's saying, I'm guilty, but I'm not guilty. Because I, I got used to working the army way, where they say, get an ambulance. And, you... and there are no ambulances. So you go down the road and you see a GI with his pants down and a copy of Stars and Stripes, and now you have an ambulance. I got that, used that to that. Funny. Yeah. And, Judge, I have this letter here from my CO, from Colonel Potter, offering me a job in Missouri. All I have to do is get there. And I do love the judge's response. Yeah, I do too. Do you have the money to get there? If I let you go, you're not going to steal a train, are you? <laughs> He also had concern of, of how you physically are going to get there. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the intent of helping him get there or mm -hmm. if he had the means or, and I, you know, place to go get the means, you know. Yeah. But like, I don't think we ask those questions anymore. We just say, figure it out. Some judges do. Okay. Uh, there's a viral video right now on the internet of one lady who, um, I can't remember what it was for. But she's on there, and the judge is talking through, and he quickly realizes there's something more going on here. So he asks the lady, and she says, I don't want to skirt my responsibility, but I can't pay the $150 fine. How much do you have? $42.75 or something like that. Okay, well, we'll just reduce it to that. And she says, thank you. And then he looks at her again and says, how much would you have left after you paid that? I wouldn't have anything for two weeks, sir. Okay. Let's figure out. If I take the whole fine off, and, it, you know, there are judges like that, and I think... Um, how? That, how? I, I, it would be so hard. Like, yeah. How do you do that? I, I and, don't know. But, but again, I love, I love that this series is still making points right. like that about veterans. Klinger says it in what I think... Wouldn't really happen in a courtroom setting. He's right up on the bench <laughs> talking to the judge. You know, the judge says, where's your attorney? Uh, he got busted in the same raid, sir. So Klinger is literally at the bench talking to the judge. I don't think that would happen. I don't either. Because especially in this day and age with oh guns and shootings and well, things. Even in the 50s. But he's talking to the judge. But I think you really did go up to people and talk back then. Yeah. And he's telling him, you know, sir, I'm a, I'm a Korean War veteran. And he goes on this long explanation that I don't think <laughs> would really happen. But, but it, it's a point being made, right? It's a point about... He says, World War II, I remember, I remember a GI couldn't open his mouth without a kiss getting planted on his lips. And now, it's like the biggest secret that there is, is that there was this Korean conflict or war or whatever, you know? And, and the my... sad thing is then it got even worse for the Vietnam oh, God, War yeah. because people would spit as you walked off. Yeah. 
And like, it, it, it's, it's a shame. And now we're back to respecting vets, but it, where does that transfer mm-hmm. happen? Like, who decides if it's okay or not okay? And you know, it... It just shows you what the general public has a commitment or you have to take it upon yourself to respect people. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, I had a good teacher in high school who said, who challenged my beliefs on that. And I get how you don't have to always agree with the conflict. Right. But when people go when asked, when you've signed up for something, you know, National Guard, for the most recent conflicts we've been in, and you go because that's your duty, we should have a responsibility to care for these exactly. men and women because it, it changes you. And, it, and and this series still points that out. Right. You know, from the patient who is suffering from what we now know as PTSD, what would have then probably still been like You're nuts. shell shock oh, or yeah. something, you know. Um, Colonel Potter recognizes that, and he, he sends out the cops to find this this troubled kid as Sherman Potter Thank goodness or as um, did. Sydney did. But it, you, you also have the Clingers who, you know, sir, as he's talking to the judge, if I can adapt to picking a heart up that dropped on the surgery table or throwing away limbs that aren't even 20 yet, I can adapt to civilian life. Those are realities. And we should be taking care of these veterans right. better than some of the horror stories from the VA that I've heard that we've heard in recent media in the last couple of years than this sh- show shows which I think were realities yeah. and still are but I um, so, yeah. but the other point that this brings up too we heard it in MASH when um, there was the one GI who wanted to marry the Korean civilian and they had the um, investigator come up and Hawkeye and I think it was Trapper at the time, maybe, blackmailed him into okaying it. And the guy says, yeah, sure, fine. Who do I care? Good luck him finding a, an apartment back in the States. Cause, I'll expect her. Yeah. You know, what did Klinger say to the judge? You can't believe the things that Soon Lee has been called back here. And the worst part is, how can you look at another human being's eyes and hate that human being. I don't care mm-hmm. what color, what, you know, or a baby, or a... Yeah. You know, you know, I look at but, Sin Lee and I just, I'm, I'm happy when I see her. I mean, I, I see Keiko O'Brien, but that's because <laughs> I watched a lot of Star Trek. Um, but no, I... You know, I just you know. don't get it, but... So, but you know, so uh, again, I bring, I bring myself back to this point of my goodness, what great messages. Because that's what MASH has done. However... It did it in not a great way, though. Yeah, because... You didn't walk away with those messages. You know, in a normal MASH episode, we would approach probably one of the things we've just talked about. And this isn't even getting into the second half of the episode. (laughs) No. Granted, it was an hour episode, but still, even in an hour episode... They touched a lot of subjects. And we hoped that once we watched the DVD version, we would get a better experience with, like, more explanation than we got in the YouTube version. And no, it's the same version 
off of somebody's VHS tape, which is great because we still get to watch it. But my God, it, it feels like, you know, we, we go from Klinger at the judge to all of a sudden him um, running the hospital. Yeah. It's like, there, no, wait, wait, wait. We missed two weeks here. We, we need, you need right. to show something. Show a traveling montage for Klinger Seriously, or something. we went from Potter not knowing what to do with his time to running the hospital. I mean, sorry. I there's don't care no who transition. You are. There's no transition. You're right. Yeah. I think that's what I'm having the hard time with. They made all a lot of, of time sudden, jumps. They were all working together. All of a sudden, then, you know, Father Mulcahy's there. And, you know, yeah. got his surgery. And now we can hear. Oh, and, oh, and, and, oh, and by the way, Father Mulcahy's back in the States. And he's tanked. Yeah. Excuse and, me. As I raise my hand. How did that happen? And he automatically saves this person that has a difficulty we'll talk about later. But each one of them took one person and saved them. You know, like Klinger got the room and Potter saved the PTSD. You know, so they gave each one like a problem to solve and solve it. That's a very good observation. I hadn't seen that. But yeah, like... But, but there were time jumps, and just, oh my god, why? No, there's... Mm. Again, at least have like a traveling montage. I exactly. Would like... With this episode could have been a whole season. Yeah. And this you know, one episode. Yeah, because seriously, like the only character that we really get... Okay, this is what happened is after the war was Potter. Klinger, it just happened. He was back in the States and in a cell because Klinger... And Father Mulcahy, well, you know, he was having all those hearing problems, so he's a drunk now. Yeah, it didn't. Why? Because he's Irish? Because he can't hear? I don't... There, there's... Um, there's no life history or... And um, I, I will just... Klinger was in jail. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll backtrace for just a moment and say, okay, I get that it's a first episode that it's basically a pilot and pilots are hard pilots are hard to get right every time i mean they didn't have the right father mulcahy for mash it took until the second try to get him right with william christopher you're saying the next show we watch is going to be maybe better oh i'm hoping (laughs) (laughs) but i just i'm realizing you know and i've said this every pilot i watch every first episode it's like okay pilots are hard there are very few shows very few in the history of all tv that get a pilot a first episode right so it's really kind of a good thing that it was very poor quality so that we could watch it twice so we could maybe let something sink in because yeah i mean that's why we didn't record last week because i was not ready i would have torn I mean, I'm tearing it a new one now, but it would have been a lot worse, because that was, that was rough. Honestly, you need to watch this twice, I think. Um, like I said, the first 10-15 minutes are the treatment that I would have wanted for Sherman, for Klinger, and for Mulcahy, for all of them, and we only get it for Sherman. Right, and we don't even really get it for him. No. We get a snippet. Of what we need. And then we start jumping. And then we start jumping. But that very small snippet really showed him gardening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and or being a model for his wife for making clothes. And, like very, like we didn't even get what we needed. I don't. No. I don't feel we got yeah. what we needed even for him. Really, what we saw, we already knew from the ending of Mash because right. he had the honey do list. Right. And we already knew all the stuff that he showed, which is probably where they got it from. But, um, so from this, it's like okay. We I'm have our evil characters. We already yeah. know. Hella we have Cox. a good. We have a good doctor. Yeah, the the intern or not the intern, the um resident. Okay, so uh, we have a resident name? good guy. What was his name? I don't even. Uh, I need to look it up because I didn't take it down. I wrote it down. I just uh, have to find it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we have the bad guy first of all that the, the Potter's the case was no the or, Potter's oh. case was Danny Madden. Yep. And okay. then Klinger had the VP. Oh my case. God. Yeah, where the and, where the resident needed a room because a whack from World War Two who came in was she was uh, suffering from like stomach cramps and she developed or, or she became symptomatic of VD while she was there. We don't know what it was, but apparently it was cleared up but she's by a good antibiotics. Girl. We can't test that on her. Oh my God, Powder's <laughs> oh response. Yeah. Let me tell you, Does, good girls or bad girls they get, it, get the it the same way. <laughs> And it's usually done in the dark while all the little microbes are getting busy to the sound of very naughty things. Okay. Um, but yeah, the resident is definitely good. Klinger is doing his normal thing because they had no... You can't have a woman in with the male population. But they had no room, which again, I think, overcrowding at the VA is probably still a problem. I can't find that guy's name. Yeah. I don't think I wrote it down. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> like none for of us whatever reason. He he's a guy. He'll come up again. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh my God. He's our good guy, doctor. Yeah. And then we have Mrs. Cox. Oh, the, the bad guy. The senior administrative assistant to, like, the, the guy who runs the hospital. So, like... Sherman is the chief of staff, and then we have Dudesif McButtface, <laughs> who runs the hospital and is all, you know, bureaucrats, they love it when you send back money. <laughs> they spin in their chair for an hour. Oh, let me tell you, you send them back money, they send you back more next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, they love it when you play ball. <laughs> I'm sure they do. But yeah, I will refer to him for now as Dudes of McButtface because that is what he was. That is his and, name. And uh, Helma Cox, who was his assistant, also... Just like her. Him. She was Mrs. Buttface, not <laughs> through marriage or anything. That's just who she was. Um, oh my gosh, like she made Klinger roll down his sleeves because I actually think she was getting turned on by his hairy arms. Well, oh, and again, like, okay, it's the 50s. It's a professional setting. He should have his sleeves rolled down. Okay, I'm sorry, but, but that might... the way that she said it, yeah. That would be the 60s. The 50s, no, no, it yes. Was, it was 1953. It was... Oh, okay. It was, they specifically oh, yeah, said 1953. September 26, 1953. 1953. So you're right. Okay, <laughs> but still, it's like... Because what did she say? Mr. Klinger, are you trying to excite the entire staff with your exquisite arms pardon me and to me i thought they were tattooed 
No, it's just, it's literally Jamie Farr's yeah. arms are that hairy. Hairy, yeah. Because he's just, and she says, Mr. Klinger, will you please roll down your sleeves before somebody hands you a banana? Ooh. Which, by the way, is a little harsh. There's a lot of little harsh. Yeah. And, so be um, ready for that if you're watching this. But Klinger, Klinger gets back at her in the most Klinger way possible. Instead of putting a note in the wax file about her having VD, he hides it in another file. Can you guess whose? Can you... Like, that doesn't even make sense in my mind. Why oh, would you makes... do that? That was terrible. I know. That's why it makes perfect sense in my mind. It was evil. Like Yes. And she's why so about files. She's so about, I'm going to put a mark on your file. Permanent record. Permanent record. You know, what yeah. about permanent record people? Like, I but, never understood okay. that. What the hell? is a permanent record. But keep in mind. Ugh. So, okay, for her, records are permanent. And perfect, I'm sure. But not well, for not Klinger. Not for Klinger. For Klinger, records are fluid. Right. They are a living Yes, because he's done records. Yeah, he's used to this. And that's why. Like, the the um her secretary, like Helma's secretary, I'll phrase it like that, her secretary, her helper in the office, Apparently has this crush on Klinger, and Klinger uses it. And why is Klinger flirting with her when he has a wife at home? Because I want to slap him. He's doing exact. No, I get it. And remember, it's not okay. No, it's not. But <laughs> that's why they have him at first saying, "Father, I have a great woman at home. I'm not going to play around with that." So we know that he's he's uh, faithful. But, but then she says, oh, next time you cut, cut those fingernails, I'll take the clippings. I'm yeah, like, ew, so gross! It is, but <laughs> it, uh, it's a shortcut to saying that she's, she has a crush on him that he can use, which then we see him use. Use by getting in the file cabinet. Right, and that's what it is. He's working the system the same way that he worked the system in the army with Sparky. Because, now keep in mind, this is civilian life. Meets the army in the VA. Right. So he is he is using the skills that he acquired at MASH. You know, with Sparky, sneaky. you would you would trade off, you know what, five pounds of peanut brittle for whatever. Right. That's all Klinger is doing. Yeah. He called in a favor from the kitchen to get her the tapioca pudding or whatever it was that Jell-O. she really liked, Jello, with whipped cream on it, and she gave him because of that and the attention he gave her. The key to the files, which he views as fluid, so that he could hide a piece of well, paper. Well, how stupid are us women where we can do all that for a thing of jello? <laughs> no, that's a valid point. I don't... You know, you give me jello and I'll give you a key to all the files. <laughs> that's, no, that's a valid point. And it is playing dumb. And I, now that you point that out, that is, yes. I don't appreciate that. But I go back to, I think he's just using the skills yeah. that he knew from the army to, to get, to, to do what to he feels what, is right. Yeah. I'm just pointing out that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure that the... We the, sure were stupid in the 50s. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> no, I don't. There's a reason I'm a fan of Alan Alda. Yes. And his feminist Thank you, ways. Alan Alda. Um, but because a lot of this stuff, 
Like, it, people watched this and thought nothing of it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It seriously thought, mm-hmm. not okay. Yeah. And I guess I did. I watched it and thought nothing yeah. of it. Because I, again, I didn't pick it apart like we are. Yeah. Well, that's why we talk about it. I know. But it goes back to, oh my goodness, the things that they address in the series. Yeah. So they're carrying forward that mission from MASH, but... And the sad part is we're still having a lot of these conversations today. Would we have even noticed the color of the young man's leg? Yeah, Francis did leg. right away. Right, you know, but the, the guy, I didn't even think of it. You know, as soon as Francis said, can I borrow your leg? This one, the one you're not using. I thought, oh my God, I know what's going on. Did because you? I did. Well, good for you. I'll, because I'll explain I why. I'll explain why. Because I went through teacher prep, right? Uh-huh. And one of the articles I remember reading when I was going through that was this little uh, African-American boy in a grade school class. And he always wanted to wear gloves in class. And the teacher couldn't figure out why. And couldn't figure out why. And kept telling him to take his gloves off. And at every opportunity, he would put his gloves back on, his winter gloves. And then finally, for whatever reason, she figured it out. When he put his gloves on, he couldn't see his dark skin. And so when he couldn't see the dark skin on his hands, he wasn't any different from all the other white oh kids God. in class. And that's what's in this young boy's head. Yeah. Whether consciously or not, when he put the gloves on his hands, he oh. saw no difference between him and all the other kids in class. People. So because of that. People. Think of these messages you're hearing. Sorry. To counter to counterpose that, I remember seeing something on uh, Facebook just the other day, where this white boy and this black boy were posing for a picture, and the white boy had gotten a haircut, so that he would look exactly the same as his friend, the black boy, because they had the same haircut, and nobody would be able to tell them the part. Yay! How cool is that? That yeah. But yeah, as soon as Francis grabbed the leg, I knew exactly what he was doing because the the patient was black, and he was saying, I "Legs just don't fit right. No matter what they do, they keep recasting it. I just it, it rubs me. Fit. No matter what they do, it just they were doesn't. Him it a just white doesn't leg. feel like my leg." And yeah, Francis realized it's because he sees it. And it's not the right. So I'm surprised they didn't rip out his eyes. <laughs> In this episode. <laughs> Give them another two weeks, they might have. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and it was a great message. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't catch that right away. I'm glad you did. Yeah. I didn't. Oh, I, yeah. Again, because of that background, I picked it up right away. I think there might be an age thing also where... Yeah. I was raised with a little more hatred, and hopefully mm. that's going away, and <laughs> your generation maybe has I, a little less. I think so. I think you know. I think you're and a I point hope there. finally we get to get past this, but it's still okay. an issue. Yeah, well, I hope so. Okay, where All right. are we? Uh, that's bouncing. a great question. We had to take a quick break because <laughs> my daughter was going to bed, and we wanted to say good night. Good night, Ryan. I don't know where we were. <laughs> 
Well, we just finished talking about the young man who had the leg incident, and we yeah. talked about Mrs. Cox. Yeah. Um, do we want? Do we need to mention any more about uh, what was it, Danny? The oh yeah, we kind of just skipped over Danny, and I think it's important to yeah. bring him up because yeah. he um, honestly thought that. Potter was going to send him back to mm -hmm. Korea and ended up going to Potter's home where they had just moved. Now, his yeah. wife graciously said, so, let's... Yeah, remember, I'm, I'm going to interject. Good. I apologize. Remember, Potter... Uh, Mildred had sent to the 477 senior staff about Potter's knowledge the mortgage because she had saved her extra egg money and they owned the house this was their house because pot, uh, she wanted to hang up a picture wherever she damn well pleased and so they bought their own house off base so this was their house and in order to take the chief of staff position at general general they had to move on site so he had to give up the house that they paid off Mm. And then take a place on site that they rented uh, while Potter had the job. And so they still had boxes and everything because they had moved. Mildred is such a patient, understanding woman, by the way. Oh my God, she is a saint. <laughs> and that is precisely why in well, the one to episode... Well, be married to someone that's in the service, yeah. you're doing a service. Oh my God, yeah. So... And you know, like Charles said, if you do not send that <laughs> angel a dozen roses, you, sir, are a cad. And I agree with him yeah. at this point. But, um, so they, they moved there, they were still unpacking, and Danny... Danny you, I, I'm, I'm pointing my thumb at Gloria so she picks up the story from there. Oh, okay. yeah. I, I saw you <laughs> pointing your thumb. Danny Motter was in the home. So the police called Colonel Potter, which he was specifically told, do not call the police because we do not want any media attention yeah. because we're a, hosp a VA hospital and we need as we need to just hide in our little corners and stay mm -hmm. quiet and Colonel, have no issues. You know what would happen if bureaucrats found out that we couldn't handle our own hospital? They'd stop sending you those fat checks that you send back to them every year? Why, yes. Yeah, because they never use their full money, even though it's needed for the patients. But this gentleman's issues are not the patients. They're, how can I get more money for the hospital? Mm -hmm. But and they're not using all the money they're using so that they can get more money. I, it, it, it's a vicious cycle that I have seen because I have a budget. Mm-hmm. And if you don't use your whole budget, we have to use our whole budget. Yeah. Because if you don't, you're telling them we don't need it. I was going to say, I've heard the reverse. Yeah. If you use your whole budget, then they're like, oh, you must need more. We'll increase it. Exactly. But if you don't use your whole budget, oh, it's gone because, you yeah. know, you didn't need it last year. You won't need it next year. Yeah. Even so though it, there are no such thing as VHSs anymore, so we need to replace, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I agree. And um, so that surprised me. It on, you know, it was a different time. So I, okay, sure. Maybe at that time it was better well, to you're, not use you, it all. You know, kind of like um, in the Bible, there's a thing: if you've been so good a steward with little, we'll make you a steward of more. more. Sure, maybe it's that. But yeah, these days I thought that it was. 
Oh, you used your whole budget? Well, you must, must need more, more, so we'll increase it. Yeah, in fact, the person that did my job before me, mm-hmm. like, would just, at the end of the year, buy paper with every penny that was left. Yeah. So, and then the paper would get old and ugly because, you know, it's sat in the sun. So, we never did that, but we... You know, it just, but then we lost money because you didn't use it last year. You must yeah. not need it this year. Mm-hmm. So it didn't make sense to me when he was saying yeah. to well, make sure to give money back to the government so I've, they give you more money. <laughs> yeah, I've worked in the government. That was, what? Yeah. But so, um, I love Potter's line after, uh, well, do you want to talk about how that situation resolved? So anyway, Potter did call the media, the, or, uh, the, the police. The police found him in his home with his wife. And he was actually sitting at the table at the time when Potter came running in. He was mm-hmm. sitting at the table, and he didn't have a gun pointed at her or anything, but it was under the table, which to me is a little more mm-hmm. scary than well, if you were like, I wouldn't want a gun mm-hmm. pointed at my head, but... It's the potential, isn't it? It's the potential. It's the... You don't know what's going to happen, but you know the threat. And you don't know where that guy's there. line is. Yeah. Like, well, mm-hmm. we all have a line that you can't cross. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you, there's the potential of... You don't know where that line is right now because... And she was very calm mm-hmm. and what handled the situation wonderful because I think I may have... Not freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> and actually what she did was so necessary. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if many people would be that calm, but maybe be, being married to Sherman all these years, she's like, oh, what the heck, shoot me. <laughs> mm. I don't well, think it, that's the way it was at no, all. I'm but, just kidding. But yeah, you know, she, um, Potter resolved that he said, son, nobody's going to take you back. Um, the guy, I don't believe you, and he put the gun to his own head, and, um, because Potter said, this woman here, because he separated himself from Mildred at that point, I think that was the combat veteran in him coming out, this woman has done you no harm, you know, why are you doing this? And that's the point where Danny put the gun to his own head, and then at the last minute, I think he did pull the trigger, but he pulled the gun at the last minute, and, um, you know, the police rushed in. And saved him mm-hmm. from and, himself. And, you know, Potter said to Mildred, there was, he wasn't ever going to hurt you. I knew that. He just needed somebody to know that he needed help. And that's what he was saying. And How then, sad that that's the point you have to get to to get some help in our world. You know, and was it the 50s or is that now? It's both. If you read up on depression and suicide attempts, mm-hmm. they're largely really what people need at that point is someone to be there. Mm-hmm. Suicide attempts, unsuccessful attempts, are meant to fail and they're just, they need people there. That's the thing. It's a call for help. You need to be there. And the fact of the matter is, too many people, when they hear about that, aren't there because, oh my God. I don't want to be around that. Yeah. But they, people need the help. And that's what right. Potter did. Was he, you know, said be gentle on him. And I'm sure that he got 
Danny the help he needed because right. Potter understood he had worked with Sidney Friedman right. he worked with kids like this we've seen him counsel kids like this in MASH and it oh my gosh it just brings me to that episode where he said to the kid go ahead you know go ahead oh yeah you know when and, he, and you and screwed everything else up for his life and he's like look at you fighting for your life before you were fighting to die now you're fighting to live Whoa. yeah I like that part of you better yeah you know so Mm-hmm. You know, he has dealt with this a lot. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. I mean... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, the only other comment I have there is obviously a lot of this episode is setting up the dynamic. What do I mean by that? We have the hospital administrator then come in and say, you know, I saw that there were a lot of oh, police cars out front. <laughs> I take it that you called the police. That's right. You know... I already fired a chief of staff for insubordination. Because he specifically did tell him not to call the police. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a staff meeting 7 a.m. tomorrow morning. Well, lucky for you, I don't work for you. I work for the patients. And that did not sit well with the hospital administrator. But that goes back to who Potter is. Yeah. He does care more, just like Hawkeye. Just like people. BJ, maybe Charles to an extent, certain circumstances, <laughs> about the patients. The patients come first, and not for the hospital administrator. He's a bureaucrat. He cares about being a bureaucrat. He raises Helma, money. Helma and... Cox cares about rules, regulations, and whatever the third R was that she quoted at Klinger, but Potter, Klinger, they care about the patients and you see that despite all the other stuff that's going on in this episode mm-hmm. that I can appreciate I think that really wraps up the episode as far as what happened I, I do I think we touched on everything but it, it really I hope I'm hope for our own sakes <sighs> and for the show I hope that they don't try to cram all this into like mm-hmm. I hope Every episode doesn't have to have a patient for every person. Yeah. You know, the um, the critique I saw online was that this attempted to be a comedy where there shouldn't be comedy. Oh, yeah. That's true. Because, yeah. Think it, of all the things that happened. There was um, someone with PTSD that, and who wanted to commit suicide and or shoot someone. I don't know. There was the black gentleman who had a white leg. There was... Someone with VD. You know, none of these are things you think comedy. Mm-hmm. But they had a laugh track. But they had a laugh track. So, I I can already see their critique. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Okay. This is genuinely new uh, territory for me. I've never watched. Yeah, me either. This, this is so, first. Um, you know, like I said, I will link everything I can in the show notes. And we're not uh, going to watch without you. So mm-hmm. watch with us and yeah. see what you think. Yeah, please, uh, you know, we still have the Facebook page up, facebook.com slash whiskey and mash. If you watch it ahead of us, give us some warning. Yeah. <laughs> oh, seriously, like email fast, us. You know, or... at, at minute 13, fast forward for five minutes, you won't miss anything. That sort of thing, you know, whatever. <laughs> we seriously watch it on Sundays, so, you um, know. But, you know, please watch this with us. It's out there on YouTube. That's, like, the only place I know of. 
unless you want to spend it's like 20 bucks to get the oh, the box set so if that's worth it to you uh mm-hmm. i'll link a, i'll link a source in the show notes but yeah this is going to be interesting um i hope it gets better <laughs> i i know that there's a reason that it didn't get renewed <laughs> so i do love the characters though they mm-hmm. kept their they kept who they are yeah no they I, absolutely I, did no they kept who they, yeah except for i guess not father mulcahy i was gonna say i i i don't i just didn't see that character I, going in that way i think the drinking problem was a little out of character and i think at the time Priests were having a problem with oh. drinking, so the, I, you know, that's probably where that came from. My old parish back in my hometown, the priest had a drinking right. problem. Right. Well, because everyone takes them out to drink, food and alcohol. Mm-hmm. You know. And I get it, and you know, it, it's repeated in this. Um, okay, he says, "What good is a deaf priest?" He repeats that line. Mm-hmm. I get it. I do. However, However. when he was in. A camp full of alcohol just brimming everywhere. Nothing. Nothing. But now that he gets back to the States yeah. and he doesn't get a parish, that's what... I it... honestly think it is a disease. And if it would have oh, happened, yeah. it would have happened sooner. I really... Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. It, and I, um, Mitch Hedberg put it best. <laughs> Darn it, Larry. You have lupus. Darn it, Larry. You're an alcoholic. One of those doesn't sound right. But they're both diseases. Right. They're both recognized as diseases. But one of them is acceptable to blame the the, the, disease. the disease. And one of them is acceptable to blame the person. Right. But I don't think that Mulcahy would have suffered from that. Right. I don't think it was in his character up until this episode. Right. So. Um, With that? With that, I think I'm good. How um, do they let us know what they're thinking? They absolutely can't. There's can no you, way. Can you spill it off the way you used to with Matt? No, there's no way. I've taken it all down. Okay, uh, then I'm leaving. Goodbye. Yeah. No, so we still have uh, the normal Whiskey and Mash website up, narclaninc.com slash whiskey and mash. If you can't remember that, just go to our website, narclaninc.com. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C.com. I try to enunciate to get the Midwest out of my voice. Uh, go there, go to the podcast link, go to the Whiskey Mash page. There on the page are the MP3s of all of our back episodes, including After Mash. Uh, also, there's a link off to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash whiskeyandmash. Also on that podcast page is a link that emails directly here to the, to the podcast. Uh, it's whiskeyandmash at narclanic.com. Very simple. Uh, you can get in contact with us any of those ways. If you do uh, the podcast thing, you can find us on Apple Podcast, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, your favorite podcast application. I have Podcast Republic on my Android uh, phone. Just search for Whiskey and Mash. We'll be there. Otherwise, if you don't do the podcast thing, but you listen to MP3s on our website, narclaninc.com slash whiskey and mash you can find all of our back episodes as mp3s you can stream them from the website or download them to your mp3 playing device to play at your leisure such as on your way to work on your home from work at work when you should be working i don't judge 
If you have been with us, or if this is your first time, and you think that our little discussion and foray into Aftermash was worth your support, the best way you can support us is by spreading the word about our podcast, our channel, and share what we do here with a friend, a family member, or a co-worker, somebody who you think would enjoy listening to us ramble for this week, almost an hour. Holy cow. Thank you for Sorry. sticking with us. Well, it was an hour episode, to be fair. We're going to be shorter in the future because I don't plan on doing a double. This was basically a double like we used to do, but going forward, I plan on only doing a single episode okay. because I just don't know if I'll be able to handle more than that. Oh, um, this gets better. Again, I hope it does, but it only lasted a season and a half. Um, again, please look in the show notes for this episode for all the links I promised. I will get them for you. Uh, the where you can find this on YouTube, where you can order the the quote unquote box set because it's just it comes in uh, paper sleeves, uh, DVDs of this. Keep in mind, it's not the best quality, but it's the best you're going to be able to get. And apparently, one of the episodes is in Czech, like C Z E C H Czech. The language? <laughs> yes, because it's the only copy that could be found <laughs> of the episode. Just to round it out. Are they, we watching it in that? I, hopefully there's subtitles. Oh, hopefully there's subtitles. Oh, yeah, I'm cracking my knuckles. Yeah, he's getting it. the air out of his knuckles. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I do it subconsciously. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully there are subtitles on that episode. But, um, you know, uh, if you're willing to stick with us, please do. Otherwise, all of our back episodes from MASH are still up there. And uh, if nothing else, like our Whiskey and Mash page on Facebook, please, so you can keep up to date with what we're doing after this, after nice. after Mash. Uh, that's an interesting phrase. Because after this, uh, we are going to take a break, I think. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> Just a little bit. Two we, and a half years, we really haven't missed. No, and we'll, and, we'll but, be around three years by the time yeah. we're done with this. Yeah. But um, we're, we're going to need to think about... Uh, what our next thing is and maybe get a few in the can to start so that we don't miss on the... On and the... he's having another baby. Yeah, so, July know, 4th. Life goes on. 2018. <laughs> uh, expecting child two. That's six weeks he has off, so we can do one well, every day. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> Definitely. There won't be anything else either of us will be needing to do. Um, Not me. I can sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't be. Um... But yeah, you know, uh, please stick with us. Like I said, if, if you found value in this, share the podcast with a friend, family member, or co-worker. Help us grow our audience. We would very much appreciate that for whatever we do next. And Facebook, connect with us there. Stay in tune with what we're doing so, so you can be a part of the experience. Uh, we don't do this to try to make a profit or a living off of it. We do it... Just for the pure enjoyment of... But if you want to send a million dollars, you know, we're not... Well, I'm not going to say no. <laughs> you know, um, I, mean, I mean, I'm still waiting for the checks from the various princes of Nigeria. Okay. So I don't need any more emails from you guys. I've responded. Um, I don't understand why you don't get back to me. I sent you everything you needed, including uh, my, my bank account and my social uh, and a blood sample. Um... So I'd really, I'd, I'd, I'd appreciate it. I mean, it's been a couple of years. Um, so I don't need any more emails from you. But the rest of you, if you send a million dollars, I'm not going to say no. That's all I'm saying. So, anyway, thank you. 
we'll sign off now before we get any more. So yeah. I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. Have a good one. <laughs> okay, we might have gotten giddy toward the end. <laughs> yeah, I should get new outro music because this I could is sing. the same outro. I should get new outro music. <laughs> no offense. Boy, that came out fast. Which part? The no offense or please don't? <laughs> You're a great singer, Claria. Ow! Stop beating me! Ow! Okay, good night. She hit me! Yes, I did. You're all witnesses. Good night. Good night. <laughs>